Hi, everyone. This is Podcast for Patients with the Aplastic Anemia and MDS International Foundation. I'm Lee Clark, patient educator. Our podcast series is brought to you with thanks to the generous support from patients, families, and caregivers like you and a grant from our partners, Bristol Myers Squibb. Thanks, everyone, for supporting the series. We're talking today with Dr. Eunice Wang regarding secondary MDS. She is the uh, chief of the leukemia service at Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Welcome, Dr. Wang. Thank you for joining us today. I'm delighted to be here, Lee. This is a wonderful opportunity, and I appreciate the invitation. Thank you. What is secondary MDS? Well, secondary MDS is MDS that has arisen from another cause. Now, what could be those other causes? Well, in general, we think about secondary MDS as coming from uh, DNA damage that has been inflicted or is present in the bone marrow from another cause. Uh, The two general types of MDS that we consider secondary MDS is MDS that's arisen out of a prior hematologic disorder. For example, uh, patients with aplastic anemia can evolve into having an MDS from one bone marrow failure state to another. Uh, The other situation where we define secondary MDS is individuals who have received chemotherapy or radiation for another medical disorder. For example, they may have had breast cancer or prostate cancer or another malignancy, the DNA damage that they suffered as a result of their prior therapy has uh, gone ahead and inflicted uh, abnormalities on the bone marrow that then uh, lead the bone marrow to develop into a myelodysplastic state. Thank you. Is secondary MDS likely to evolve into AML? And if so, why? So secondary MDS has an increased uh, tendency to evolve into a much more aggressive acute myeloid leukemia for a few reasons. Although secondary MDS makes up only a small fraction of MDS cases, only about 5 to 15% of total MDS cases, these uh, secondary MDS cases are characterized by significant amounts of, as we talked about, DNA damage. Uh, Secondary MDS uh, is characterized by complex genetic and mutational abnormalities, which mark it as being something that has significantly damaged or injured the underlying uh, hematopoietic stem cells. For that reason, these stem cells uh, continue to have things go wrong so they can acquire secondary mutations and other genetic events. And over time, there is an increased frequency that secondary MDS will develop into a secondary uh, acute myeloid leukemia. Many groups actually, because of the high frequency of secondary MDS evolving into an acute myeloid leukemia, consider secondary MDS and secondary AML within the same framework because that evolutionary process in many individuals is inevitable. Thank you. 
what treatment options are available to treat secondary MDS? So secondary MDS remains a therapeutic challenge and remains something that uh, we really need to be looking for additional therapeutic modalities because of the significant amount of chemotherapy or radiation or other medical problems that some of these patients have, uh, options to treat them may be limited. In addition, because of all the mutations and genetic damage that is present in the disease, uh, many of our therapies that we use to treat de novo MDS uh, don't work quite as well. Uh, the best option for patients with secondary MDS is to undergo, if possible, an allogeneic stem cell transplantation. That has the benefit of, of replacing that damaged uh, bone marrow with new bone marrow cells, in part, uh, to rejuvenate the hematopoiesis and the blood cell counts in that individual and to replace that damaged, destroyed bone marrow with new cells. Uh, in the absence of a bone marrow transplantation, most of our other therapies remain uh, inadequate but can support people for many uh, months or, or even years. Those include transfusion support, uh, growth factor support, and in many patients that have advanced secondary MDS treatment with the standard hypomethylating agents, azacitidine and decitabine. Thank you. Are there additional risks in having a transplant if you've been diagnosed with secondary MDS? There can be risks about having a transplant. One of the um, things that we worry about is the ability of some of the patients to tolerate an allogeneic stem cell transplant if they've received multiple other therapies, for example, for a prior malignancy. Um, patients may not be as healthy or as robust as patients who have de novo MDS because they've already gone through courses of therapy or chemotherapy. Uh, there's also challenges in that uh, patients that have secondary MDS tend to potentially have mutations or subsets of disease that don't respond 100% even in the setting of a bone marrow transplantation. For example, one of the things we worry about in patients with secondary MDS is the presence of mutations in, for example, the P53 uh, gene or the MLL gene. Uh, some outcomes of patients who have those specific mutations after transplant are not ideal. Um, we are always looking for newer agents to, to treat the disease. We uh, have clinical trials that are being developed specifically to treat patients with secondary MDS, secondary AML, and those particular poor prognosis subgroups with P53 mutation and MLL gene mutations. Thank you. And do these patients, after undergoing a transplant, have a greater um, increase uh, chance of developing graft-versus-host disease? That's a really good question. I'm not aware that these individuals have increased risk of developing 
graft versus host disease as opposed to other individuals. The, the risk of developing graft versus host disease in large part is based on the compatibility between the patient and the potential donor cells. So obviously, the more compatible and HLA matched you are, uh, the less your general risk of developing graft versus host disease. But secondary MDS patients can do as well as de novo MDS patients from that complication of transplant. Thank you. And do you have any any other um, advice, suggestions, or comments regarding secondary MDS that you would like patients to know? What I'd like to point out is as we get better and better at treating other cancers, we are now having individuals who are living years, if not decades, uh, after a first diagnosis of cancer and sometimes even after a second diagnosis of cancer. We're also, as, uh, as our population ages, seeing more patients live into their 60s, 70s, even 80s and 90s. Because of all of those factors, we are starting to see the incidence or the frequency of diagnoses of secondary MDS start to rise. Uh, what we're very hopeful for is the integration of mutational and genomic analyses into our treatment of MDS, particularly secondary MDS. Identification of secondary MDS may prompt an earlier evaluation for bone marrow transplantation and may prompt earlier consideration of patients for some very promising clinical trials targeting P53 or the unique underlying biology of their disease. So I am hopeful that all of those things moving forward uh, will allow us to change the therapeutic landscape for this disease in the very near future. Well, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Wang, for joining us today and sharing your expertise regarding secondary MDS. You can find out more about bone marrow failure disease on our website, which is aamds.org. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or by calling our helpline at 800-747-2820. Thank you.